So, you have a tent and a rig, and you love overlanding. You have plans to do it big, on the trails and some super glamping. Want ideas, tips, news, and reviews? A podcast that's first rate and here just for you? You don't have to think about it. Join us and be about it. Something interesting? We want to hear about it. Come on, let's talk about it. Welcome to Waypoint Overland's Random Waypoints Podcast. Sponsored by Midland. Communication for every adventure. The industry leader in radio communication technology and innovation for over 50 years. Sponsored by MyMedic. Sponsored by Tembo Tusk. Sponsored by Trail Rated Coffee Company. Always remember, the opinion you follow should be your own. Just consider the things stated here to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Hi, my name is Phil from Waypoint Overland, and you're listening to Random Waypoints. All right, so here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Random Waypoints podcast. We'll be doing an episode every week, so like, share, and subscribe. Hit the notification bell to make sure you don't miss an episode. This week on Waypoints, we discuss overlanders staying at KOAs, formal campgrounds, and hotels. And on random lists, I give four good reasons to plan a trip this year to Overland Expo Pacific Northwest in Oregon. So stay tuned for the whole show. But first, let's take a look at the news. During this segment, we'll cover various topics with a connection to overlanding in some way. It could be land use news regarding the national parks or the Bureau of Land Management. We'll keep you up to date on any auto industry news when it pertains to relevant and potential overlanding vehicles. There will be camping and outdoor industry news, as well as photography and video, fishing, hiking, and on and on. Now, here's the news. June 16th to June 19th, the Northwest Overland Rally will occur in Plain, Washington, with some of the Overland world's top travelers, instructors, and vendors. If you want to learn new skills, meet vendors, make friends, be inspired and win prizes, and have a great few days camping and chatting in the beautiful Cascade Mountains, you can get more info at OverlandAdventureRallies.com. For the second consecutive year, Peregrine Falcon Chicks have successfully fledged and are learning to fly at Harper's Ferry National Historical Park in West Virginia. Out of four hatchlings, Three chicks survived the vulnerable nesting phase and have entered the fledging phase after they developed feathers enabling them to fly. Monitoring program volunteers and park staff have spotted the three fledglings soaring around Maryland Heights with their attentive parents. This year's success comes after last year's first peregrine falcon fledglings on Maryland Heights in almost 70 years. Visitors can spot these birds, the fastest in the world, with a pair of binoculars from the point as they dive or stoop to hunt at speeds of up to 240 miles per hour. Take some time as you drive through the Blue Ridge Parkway this summer to pull over and tap your foot to some great musicians who bring the mountains to life with their instruments and their singing. What am I talking about? The Blue Ridge Parkway Foundation and Blue Ridge Music Center are launching free milepost music presentations on rotating Sunday afternoons at popular destinations along the parkway. 
these intimate outdoor concerts will showcase regional musicians playing traditional music at Humpback Rocks, Peaks of Otter, Roanoke Mountain Picnic Area, Mabry Mill, and Dalton Park. Milepost music sessions are from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. June through September. A 41-year-old Canadian woman attempting to hike down from the south rim of Grand Canyon National Park to the Colorado River and back in one day died on the trail. Melanie Goodine from Ottawa, Ontario, was hiking out of the canyon Thursday afternoon on the Bright Angel Trail when she became unresponsive and collapsed, according to a park release. Bystanders tried to resuscitate her until rangers could arrive. The incident occurred on the Bright Angel Trail above Three Mile Rest House. An investigation into the incident was being conducted by the National Park Service in coordination with the Arizona County Medical Examiner. A 48-year-old New Jersey man, hoping to summit Denali, died high on the mountain from apparent cardiac arrest. Fernando Berman from Stockton, New Jersey, collapsed at 19,700 feet on the 20,310-foot hallmark of Denali National Park and Preserve on Friday evening, according to a park release. His mountain guides immediately initiated cardiopulmonary resuscitation, but they were unsuccessful in restarting his heart, the release said. The cause of death is unknown, but consistent with sudden cardiac arrest. A Japanese climber is believed to have become the second climber to die this climbing season in Denali National Park and Preserve in Alaska, when he fell through an ice bridge into a crevice on Mount Hunter. Park staff said the 43-year-old unidentified climber from Kanagawa, Japan, was not roped up with his teammates when the ice bridge collapsed. Near their camp at roughly 8,000 feet on the southeast fork of the glacier on Mount Hunter, eight miles south of Denali. The climbers presumed dead based on the volume of ice and the distance of the fall, as well as the duration of the burial. In a follow-up to the story we reported on the mountaineering fatality at 17,000 feet on Denali in the beginning of May, the body of Austrian solo climber Matthias Rimmel was recovered via a long-line helicopter operation last week. A person who removed 45 fossils from Kootenay National Park has been slapped with a $20,000 fine and given a five-month sentence with the curfew order. The individual, whose name and gender were not revealed, pleaded guilty in Cranbrook Provincial Court in British Columbia to two offenses under the Canada National Parks Act and National Park General Regulations. The offenses were removing natural objects and unlawfully trafficking in wild animals by transporting them. The case began in the summer of 2020 when park wardens in Lake Louise, Alberta, received a public tip about fossil removal from the Burgess Shale and launched an investigation. They recovered 45 fossils, which an expert from the Royal Ontario Museum said originated from sites within Kootenay, Yoho National Park, and Jasper National Park. Most of the fossils originated from the Burgess Shale Marble Canyon Quarry in Kootenay, an area not currently accessible to the public. They have been returned to Parks Canada. First identified in 1909 in Yoho, the Burgess Shale is a widely recognized as the most significant fossil site in the world and was designated a United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organizational World Heritage Site in 1980. The Burgess Shale contains fossil evidence of some of the earliest complex animals that existed in our oceans more than 505 million years ago. 
Nissan announced its partnership with British adventurer Chris Ramsey to undertake the world's first all-electric driving adventure from the magnetic North Pole to the South Pole. Departing in March 2023, the daring pole-to-pole expedition will see Ramsey and a team in a Nissan Aria E-Force travel over 27,000 kilometers across several regions and continents with predicted temperatures ranging from minus 30 Celsius to 30 Celsius. Ramsey will be the first person to drive from pole to pole in a vehicle of any type. He makes his way from the Arctic through North, Central, and South America before crossing to Antarctica. The route will negotiate some of the world's most extreme, brutal, and yet beautiful scenery. This isn't the first all-electric expedition for Chris Ramsey. He's been adventuring in electric vehicles for over a decade. In 2017, he and his wife Julie became the first team to complete the Mongo Rally in an all-electric vehicle. Now it's time for Random Lists. Random Lists. is all about lists Waypoint Overland has created on an array of topics, such as top five national parks, top 10 trails in the United States, top 10 fill in the blank. I think you get it. Some lists will be pure fun and others very informational, but they all will have a connection to overlanding in some way. We're very interested in hearing your suggestions for upcoming lists in the comments. Now, here's our random list. This week on Random Lists, I answer questions that I've been asked regarding Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. A few people have wanted to know why I'm so pumped up about the event and what's so special about it being in the Pacific Northwest. And mostly, the most asked question is, what is there to do in the area? So here's four good reasons, in my opinion, to plan a trip this year to Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. Well, let's start with the actual venue. The Schutz County Expo Center is over 300 acres and has state-of-the-art amenities. It's in Redmond, Oregon, and is the premier event facility in the Pacific Northwest. So the actual venue is made for this. It'll have all the things you would expect and most likely run very smoothly, especially for a first-time event. Also, it's conveniently located 20 miles north of Bend, Oregon, which is in central Oregon's high desert region just outside of Deschutes National Forest. The area is well known for its majestic Cascade Mountain views and never-ending outdoor recreation. Which brings me to number two, which is dispersed camping. The Deschutes National Forest offers endless choices of camping. You may prefer this option versus camping at the actual Overland Expo. For those who prefer more solitude, dispersed camping is allowed throughout Deschutes National Forest. I suggest checking out YouTuber Primal Outdoors for some visuals of how beautiful the region is and the camping possibilities. Number three for me is coffee and beer. Now, Ben has what's called the Bend Ale Trail, which is the largest beer trail in the West. You can plan a trip to Expo where you sip your way through the territories of the Bend Ale Trail with over 24 breweries in seven territories. And then there's the Deschutes Brewery Bend Public House, which is internationally known and frequented by overlanders. And they have excellent beer, so I suggest that you bring your growler if you go. 
Another beer suggestion for me is the Sun River Brewing Company Galveston Pub, which has a nice indoor and outdoor environment. I recommend Sun River Brewing, especially if you have a big crew and you want to sit outside. And if gin, whiskey, or vodka is your thing, another internationally known place in Bend is for, for Overlanders is Crater Lakes Spirit Tasting Room, which is actually next door to Deschutes Brewery Bend Public House. So that's convenient. I always have a few bottles at home, and I think you'll love it. All have great food, but if the food comes first, I say head over to J-Dub Bend. They have a variety of food that everybody with you will enjoy. And as far as coffee, it's Oregon. So just about anywhere you go, they can make excellent coffee. But my recommendations are Thump Genuine Coffee. And this one's not in Bend. Sisters Coffee Company. It's in Sisters, Oregon, which is not far from either Bend or Expo, and it's a beautiful drive. If you like good coffee and a pleasant environment, check it out. Four on my list is the town of Bend. Bend is, a, is world famous for both its outdoor pursuits and beauty. It's a great spot for family-friendly fun as well. You have lots of rivers and lakes, from the Deschutes River to Cascade Mountain Lakes, there's a body of water perfect for a boat, canoe, kayak, or paddleboard. The proximity to parks and monuments is like Crater Lake National Park, Mount Hood, Oregon Caves National Monument, Lewis Clark National Historic Park, and a lot more is another reason to come and enjoy the area. A trip to Overland Expo's Pacific Northwest can potentially be an epic adventure that you'll never forget. Now it's time for Waypoints. Waypoints. Waypoints will cover all aspects of navigation for the overland traveler. Navigation is the act or practicing of navigating. The method of determining position, course, and distance traveled. All right, this week on Waypoints, I want to address the idea of an overlander staying at KOAs, formal campgrounds, cabins, lodges, motels, and hotels. Now, what stimulated my desire to discuss this is that I'm a huge fan of quite a few YouTube channels that are centered on overlanding. And something I've noticed in the comments and sometimes even from the YouTubers themselves is statements that you're not an overlander. If you incorporate stays in any place other than dispersed campsites and in your tent. Going to a formal campground, a KOA or a cabin is considered taboo. And as far as a stay at a lodge or a hotel, well, you lose your overland license. Now, if we're in agreement that the primary goal of an overland trip is enjoying the journey, I pose this hypothetical to you. You're overlanding in Europe, from Spain to the Netherlands, uh, through Germany, and on to Naples, Italy. You're going to definitely go through Paris, France, right? Or are you breaking your overlanding rules? Because you're in a city, and obviously there's nowhere to disperse camp. So if you're like me and decided to visit Paris, do you then stay at one of the fine hotels, or do you feel obligated to stay somewhere more sparse. Now me, 
I would follow the true definition of overland and enjoy the journey. Barring it being an economic decision, why would I not take the opportunity to stay at the the Ritz Paris, a favorite haunt of American author Ernest Hemingway, who, as you may know, I'm a huge, huge fan of. He was known to visit there often for dry martinis. I want one of those dry martinis. So my question is, am I still an overlander if I, desti- if I decide to stay in a hotel in Paris? Yes. Overland travel is vehicle-dependent travel for sure. It's your primary space for living, but that doesn't mean you should miss out on enjoying the culture of the city or deprive yourself of anything just because it's too nice or too comfortable. The idea is to go where you want to go and do whatever you want to do. The vehicle is a tool to make it happen, a tool, not a limitation. Now, some may say that's international travel. That's different. And I say there is no difference at all. Domestically, for instance, a stay at a KOA for a day or two that allows you to reinvigorate yourself may be exactly what you need. I've seen lots of big plans get cut short simply because it's too taxing on the mind and or body. A long, hot shower sometimes is all you need to keep going. As far as lodges and hotels, some of the most historic and interesting places in America are large are lodges and hotels. And I feel like when visiting the country's most scenic destinations, why not stay in the country's most scenic accommodations? Over 100 years ago, America's national parks and lodges were some of the country's finest architectural treasures. And I think they are our grand record of that history. To this day, they bring guests unique experiences that they'll never get anywhere else. Like, the Swiss Chalet-style mini Glacier Hotel in Glacier National Park, which was built by the Great Northern Railway in 1914 and was quickly nicknamed the Gem of the West. It's like a remote Alpine cathedral rivaling anything you'll see in the Rockies, just miles from the famous Going to the Sun Road, incidentally. Or what about Denali Backcountry Lodge in Denali National Park, where you take the 92-mile Denali Park Road which is the only one into the park, and it ultimately ends at the Denali Backcountry Lodge deep in the Alaskan tundra. It's one of the most remote in-park lodges in the system, and just getting there is a memory in the making. I'm not passing up those experiences to follow some arbitrary overlanding rule made up by some YouTuber, who most often, in my experiences, haven't even been on one actual overland overland trip. But I'll leave that topic for another day. Well, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And with that, I want everybody to stay safe, tread lightly, and hopefully I'll see you here or on the trail soon. You have been listening to Waypoint Overland's Random Waypoints. Like, subscribe, and stay tuned for more.